Hello, and welcome to The Wealth Within. We have a new episode today with my very dear friend, Marcy. And Marcy has a great story how she overcame health and wealth and her mindset. And right now, I'm going to let Marcy introduce herself to you. Well, so nice to be here, Michelle. So my name's Marcy Preble. I live in uh, Mission Viejo, California, and I love helping people take care of their health. I also love helping people become financially safe to financially free. And I am a senior presidential director with LifeWave. And the journey has been an up and down journey uh, to financial freedom and to health freedom. And so I look forward, Michelle, to sharing my story with you today. Yes, I can't wait. So Marcy and I are both in LifeWave and with the stem cell patches. I've talked about them before. You can get more information in the description here or go to thewealthwithin.us and you'll find more information on the patches. And today I would love to have Marcy on because she can share her story of before she had the patches, where she was health-wise, where she was financial-wise, and probably where your mindset was as well. So backtrack maybe three to five, 10 years, whatever is comfortable. Absolutely. So I've always been an entrepreneur. I love building business. It's always been a joy for me. I also have three really special children and you might not know this, Michelle, but I worked for a company called Ralston Prina in, in, um, in Southern California. I ran all of the sales department there and it was a traditional, um, it was a traditional job, you know, like where you you worked for a company and you made 401 and benefits and all that stuff. And then uh, I had my beautiful son, Jacob, and he turned out at two years, nine months to be diagnosed with autism. And my life changed that quickly. All of a sudden, I found myself quitting my job and focusing on how to recover my son because that particular diagnosis is super intense. And so I spent about 10 years um, with, with different ABA programs and different nutrition and different supplements recovering him. And I learned so much about, about health through recovering him as a younger woman. And once he was uh, getting better, I guess sixth, seventh grade, it's when I went back to work and I found nutritional supplements and I found how to build those through network marketing or companies that ship product to home and pay you a thank you check for sharing. And I fell in love with that business model because I love to share. And I could not believe that I could build a business by sharing and teaching others to share and create income right from my home. I I was, this was in about 2000 and seven when I saw it was and I'm like oh this is amazing and so then I started building business um and um and that was pretty amazing um different companies I worked for and I and I built fair businesses and then in 2017 my life changed again and that's when I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer and it's like a rocky road and illness, business and illness within my own family. Right. And so um, when I was diagnosed with that, I, I really didn't, I, I let 
fear take over. You know, mm. you talk about mindset. Yeah. Like, I was in so much fear. You know, they were like, we got to take care of this now. It's stage three. It's in your limb system. We got to do it. And and they they put me right into a double mastectomy surgery and then nine months of chemo and radiation. And it just happened so fast. And I, I, it's I almost like you don't have time to stop and think you're too busy taking in what you've been told that now you're just reacting. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to even deal with your mindset when all of that is going on. Yeah. I think my biggest lesson in, in that journey was, um, to pause mm. and I'm, I'm a Mar I'm an end of March baby, which means that I don't pause very well. I go direct into action. And I think my lesson in life is um, to love the action. Like that's a great mm. quality to have action, but maybe pop for me personally, I need to pause and make sure I'm headed in the right direction before I just act like, and breast cancer really taught me that because had I paused for a moment and really understood, I would have done some things different. I, I would have, mm. I would have uh, killed the cancer first, either with uh, chemo or natural. There's different ways you can shrink it. And then I would have um, just I kept my own breast and did, did, done a cutout with margins and a cute little lift. And I would have been fine, but I just didn't know. So I raced into all this intensity and, um, and I pulled out of all my businesses because I just, I couldn't handle it all. I just pulled back. And when I pulled back from all my businesses, my residuals started slowing down. Mm. And then all of a sudden I had all these medical bills. And honestly, Michelle, I found myself in overdraft $1,500 a month. And, and I, I, there were times when I didn't have $30 to go for my copay at my doctor's office. And it got so bad that my car got repossessed. <laughs> Can and you isn't that so hard? Do you find when you get to, so I'm 50 and I know you're similar to my age, you can disclose if you want, but it is, it's so much harder at this age to take those things because again, with the mindset, you kind of feel like, oh my God, am I a failure? Like this is where I am at 50 plus years old. So it kind of really messes with your mindset, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm 55 too. And I'll, I'll never forget going, I, <laughs> I would go to my bank account, my bank, and I would do my small little tiny deposit of my last residual from my last company, which wasn't enough to pay anything. And I would say to them, one day I'm going to come in here and I'm going to be rich. One day it's going to be so much. I'm going to do it one day. And I literally for like five years, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it pretty soon. I have no hair. One day I'm going to be rich <laughs> one day, you know, and and then my car gets repossessed. One day I'm going to be rich. One day I will have my hair back. I swear one day. And then um, even my sister, and, and this is where family matters. And um, my sister who loves me very much, <laughs> she told me, you, you, you get the same bank that I bank at so that I can transfer you some money when you need it. And there were days when I would be at zero, zero. And I'm too proud to say, sis, I'm not okay. And all of a sudden there would be like a thousand dollars in my account and it would just show up. And then when my car got repossessed, she like made sure that she got it back for me. So 
I do have a support system in my life. And um, my sister, my big sister has always had my back and um, made me want to cry. But yeah, so that's where I was. It was kind of a rough time. I think a lot of people here can relate to that. I know I can. I I haven't had a car repossessed, I will admit, but I'll tell you, I (laughs) have been down to zero or I've had some vacation planned and I'm like, oh, I really should have gone that vacation, but you know what I am. And, you know, then you scramble to get where you want to go. And for me, I always had this um, just in time. I could get the money, but it was always just in time and just enough. And I was like, I need to get out of this particular cycle of just in time and just enough. Because it's it's just, if you've ever been there, it's a scary place to be. And especially where you live, if there's not public transportation and you lose your car, you're like, oh my God, how am I even going to do anything? I will tell you, Michelle, that morning I walked out to my driveway and my car wasn't there. I went, oh my God where's my car first I thought it was stolen and then I'm like oh no it's worse well I'm not worse I don't know it's repossessed oh dear yeah so I'll never forget that feeling when I saw that happen and just the low point of boy it can't get any worse than this (laughs) and then you're like I really need to shift my mindset now no more delays no more one day I'm going to be rich. Today I'm going to be rich. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for me personally, you know, I might have had my health taken from me. I had my money taken from me. But what no one could take from me was my spirit and my skills. I had developed my spirit and my skills for 20 years. And I still had that. Mm. And even when, um, after all of this, six months later, another piece of breast cancer shows up under my expander because um, they they uh, they cut on live cancer and it was too much. We needed to shrink it first. And this is where I didn't understand, right? And I was too scared. I went straight yeah. to the surgeon. I was too scared to go to the oncologist and ask his opinion. I was supposed to, but I never went to that appointment for fear. I was so afraid of the oncologist because, you know, chemo's poison. And I didn't want, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go meet Mr. Poison. I'm not kidding. Like I was afraid of that. So I I think we trust too. I think it's not even just when we're in fear, we trust people with things that maybe we should, like you said, pause and take a step back and do a little bit of research. Absolutely. My fear stopped me from getting educated. Hmm. Wow. Why? I, I didn't have to do any of this. I just yeah. needed to go visit. I, I needed to go visit my surgeon, my oncologist, mm-hmm. the natural cancer center. I I needed to visit it all, pause and process what I wanted to do. And what after I did it kind of wrong, I watched my girlfriend do it right. She looked at all the different pieces and she paused and, you know, she, she killed the cancer first. Then she, she shrunk it. And then I said, Oh, you're going to go do your double mastectomy now. And she goes, no, I did more research. I realized I don't need to do that. I'm just going to cut it out and do a lift. 
And I was like, I looked at all the things she did right. And I'm like, boy, I wish that she would have been the one I followed versus us at yeah. the same time, you know? So, so anyway, it's just interesting. And, but I also think that had the cancer not come back, I would have never found LifeWave. And so mm. I do think that things happen in our lives to take us in another path and a direction. And um, and so this particular path and direction brought me to this company, to this business. And so was all the stuff that happened to me um, bad? No, I mean, look at the beauty that's come out of the experience with, um, and, and if I can say this is, this is what we're talking about. And this is our stem cell activation patches. And this is a form of phototherapy or light activation technology. And honestly, Michelle, I was in my lowest place when this came in my life, my lowest place, a new reoccurrence of breast cancer, no money you know, just really in a rough spot. And that's when my girlfriend, Dr. Rhonda Donahue, she's a PhD in nutrition. She has uh, uh, wellness centers in Costa Mesa, California. And we've been friends for over a decade. And she was, during this whole journey, she was like one of the only ones that kept calling me and basically told me that, you know, just because you're going through this doesn't mean you stop life. You get wow. yourself to the office because we we sold supplements back then. We we sold different nutritional supplements. Let's go make phone calls. Yep. She it sounds me. like she was your pause at that time. Yeah, she was my pause. Yeah, and she was the one that said, I'd be like, Rhonda, I don't know if I can make phone calls. I've just had chemo in my veins. And uh, anybody that's had chemo, it... um it makes you, um, I don't know, like, uh, your brain does this, like it, it, it's weird. It's like, ee, it's, it's uh. just full on, ee. and I'm, and that's, I'd be doing this. Sometimes my brain would be doing this and I couldn't get out of a cha the chair. I'd be doing this. And she would be like, who cares? Come to the office. I don't care if you're buzzing out, you make phone calls. And she got me to one of our offices that we were working at and I would be making phone calls. To this day, Michelle, I don't know who I called or what I said, <laughs> but I'm really proud of myself that I was, you know, what, what Rhonda was doing for me is she was saying, you get living and for you living is working. So get to work. And, uh, and we all have our purpose and passions. Yeah. I'm a creator of business. So for me, working is living for me. Right. Yeah. And she knew that about me. And so she got me working. And then and did she get you out of it almost sounded like she was trying to distract you from your fear as well, because where was your fear at this point? You know, it's it's easy to look back in hindsight and say, oh, I did all this and and I came out OK. But sometimes it's still hard to drop that fear that we carry forward to the next thing. So it sounds like you were so trying I'll to overcome you, your fear as well at that point. I'll tell you that when all this was happening, I really had a fear of dying, like mm -hmm. really. 
and two things. I'll tell you two. I, I don't ever talk about this really, but um, my boys at the time were freshmen in high school. And I remember jump, I remember they, they, they're identical twins and they have, they had a room together. And I went into their room and just sat with them on their beds one night when I was diagnosed. And I just remember thinking like, I might not be with them, you know? And then um, I'd sometimes go to these movies and I realized I couldn't go to these movies anymore. Even these superhero movies, like, mm. you know, what, you know, what was it? The universe of the galaxy or galaxy of the universe. There's this, and, and all these people were dying in the movies, you know? And, and I was like, whoa, I, that might be me. Like, it was weird. Like I was having all this weird death mm. stuff happen to me. And, you know, that's very fearful because yes, I like life. And I want to live. Me too. So the idea that I was feeling like I was going to die was not fun. Crazy, huh? That is crazy. I, I had a second reoccurrence. I had to go in <clears throat> and have that uh, cut out for margins. It was under the expander on my breast. And so mm -hmm. I felt another little mm, cancer feels like like a lump of rocks, it's hard, oh. like a pebble. And it was little in there and I felt it. And when I went to the doctor, like, oh no, it's scar tissue. Well, when they went in to, to do reconstruction, I said, please don't forget to biopsy it because I'm sure it's scar tissue, but if it's not, we need to know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it was more breast cancer. Oh. We all were like, oh shit. After nine months of radiation and chemo, can you imagine? Oh, you yeah. still have more, nine months of chemo, six weeks of radiation, more. So anyway, we cut it out and we got margins again. And that was awesome. And it was at that point that Dr. Rhonda comes back to my house and says, I found these stem cell patches, activation patches. And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah. And she hands them to me and they look like little band-aids. And that's what I told her. I said, I'm dying of breast cancer and you're bringing me band-aids? Like, really? And she goes, oh, but Marcy, you know, I'm very particular about my products. And I did all the research. And she goes, inside of this is organic crystal. And there's nothing transdermal. It's non-invasive. We're not putting somebody else's stem mm -hmm. cells in you. We are through light activating your own. And I go, what? She goes, we radiate a low grade infrared light, our whole body. And when you put this patch on, it reflects back your own light into your body to make change in your body. She told me it's called photobiomodulation, light making change in your body. And she says what this does is it activates a peptide called GHK copper peptide. And this peptide activates your stem cells, <laughs> makes more stem cells and resets them to act young again, like when you're 20. I yeah, said, there's a one to be 20. Cool. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not the life lessons of 20, but I'll be like the aging process of 20. I'll stick where I am now. Wisdom wise. <laughs> I would love the wisdom of a 55 year old woman mm -hmm. with the skin of a 20. Yeah. How's that? I, that is, I think what we're all after. <laughs> I think we want the skin and the body and yeah, the hair yeah. and the eyebrows. Not, not, not the mindset. My mindset at 20 was not, um, yeah, I'd probably be dead. 
<laughs> you know what's interesting? I think about my mindset at 20 and I think, oh my gosh, like it, it like you don't even realize until you're 55, like how beautiful you are at 20. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't think, because you have such, a lot of us had such low self-esteem. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why? But here you're 20 and you don't feel beautiful when you are. Like what? I know. That? <laughs> what I want to tell all young people, look at your skin. It's gorgeous and you're beautiful. Yeah. Wear it understand how beautiful you are at 20 inside mm -hmm. and out because you're you are <laughs> you just yeah don't. and again mindset mindset from such a young age and the younger you can sort of train that mindset to think positive to get the negative out I mean oh my god your world is wide open at that point I think for myself I didn't start until I was maybe in my 30s on sort of shifting my mindset and even then it pittered and pattered out until really shortly before I turned 50 and was like all right enough enough is enough right it, it's time to walk in your greatness mm -hmm. your both your physical your mental and your your spiritual gosh like when you really realize that our physically we're beautiful mm -hmm. our minds are gorgeous and spiritually, we're connected to God. Like, how blessed are we? Like, yeah. Like, why don't we see our blessings? Why do we always focus on what, what we lack versus what we have? I'm not really sure. That's kind of the human condition, right? Yeah. And I think it is. It's like you've got social media saying all these things. You've got visions on TV or in movies or on social media that are showing you what you should look like, what they're defining beautiful and smart and funny and all these other things and success. And we see that and we think that's what it is, but you really realize that, well, that's not it for me. And one of the reasons I came up with the name, the wealth within us is that the wealth within us is all, we all have our own. So mm -hmm. the wealth within me, if I uncover that and I unlock that, it's going to be different. It's going to look differently for you and for anybody else watching this. So your wealth is not my wealth and that's fine because we're all different and that's beautiful. So it is, it's, it's trying to find that and figure that out. And man, the sooner we can get there, the better, the better this world will be and the better we all will be. Well, you know, I think it's really interesting. I, I look at my identical twin um, boys and what I see in them is they just like themselves. They mm. like who they are. They like who they are. And they don't, they have friends, they have us, mm -hmm. but they don't need us to be happy. They know how to be happy with themselves. They know what they want to do. They know how to spend their time. They know how to self-entertain. They could just be great. One day I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm leaving for a few days and do you need anything? No, just keep the refrigerator full for us. We, you know us, we can do, we self-entertain. We, we're very happy. And, and, and I love that. And I yeah. love, I, I love my boys just for who they are. I don't try to make them somebody they're not. I, 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 my mother just loved me for who I am. She never tried to make me somebody different in my home 
was always a safe place and comfortable. Mm. Does that make sense? Like I comfortable, like uh, is I, I'm going to go visit them next week and I get to just go hang out in my chair <laughs> and look at them in their chairs and we're going to be comfortable. We are just blessed to be comfortable in our homes, yeah. to be comfortable with who we are and to know that we are good. We are good just with who we are inside and, and that we, uh, I'm just so comfortable with being me. Yeah. And I think a lot of us did, I know myself, I didn't have that idyllic childhood. I had some of it. Um, but yeah, I, it, it is, it's like, you've got to take whatever you were given, whether you were giving this space to be who you are without question or whether you were questioned it is that tapping into yourself and being like well no it no matter what they say this is who I am I want to become this in life whether it's you know a, a plumber or I became a graphic artist I doubt many parents are like I just wish my daughter would become a graphic artist and a web like no one's thinking that so it's having the courage and not stepping into the fear of doing what other people want you to do, but saying, no, this thing is my passion in life and I'm going to go after that. And sometimes that's hard. So that is a bit of a mindset to get over that. And sometimes there are outside forces pushing in on us that are kind of keeping us in this trap, but we're all about moving forward and moving past these mindsets. So it is, it's building up those things, looking back and actually learning, taking that fear that we had or this indecision or whatever it was, looking at it and saying, no, not moving forward, moving forward, this is how I'm going to be. But all those things that you were talking about, those lessons are there for us to take in and to look at and to pause Well, you know, them, and then move forward. Yeah, and I'll tell you that, I believe we're put in this physical world to learn lessons and to have relationships yeah. with other humans. And so we learn from relationships and you can learn from a positive relationship mm -hmm. or a negative relationship Yes, on what you want to be and what you don't want to be. And I always say the biggest guide for that is think about the things that you don't like or that you don't want in your life and then just do the opposite. And this is a perfect example. Um, I love my mother, but she was not the best mom. And when I looked at my life and my sister as well, and when I had kids, I knew what not to be. And I was totally different than her. And my sister was totally different from her. And we have very different relationships with our kids than we do with her. But it was the lesson in it, like you said, that, I'm grateful for. So I, and I, and I took it, I took that lesson and I learned it. And I said, well, I've seen what not to do, or I've seen what I don't like. And now I'm going to do what I do like, or what I do want things to be. You know, and I want you to know, Michelle, like Michelle is a top graphic artist and web designer. I mean, that's her skill set. I look at it and go, wow, what a great skill set in this day and age. She can take care of herself forever with those kinds of skills. And I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Michelle, but you know, I don't have your skills. I have different skills, but not your skills. And I 
I covet your skills a little Aww. bit. Like, oh, I wish <laughs> I could do that. You know, like that's okay. You have a lot that I covet too. So we're <laughs> even. That's why we work together. <laughs> so, and that's something else. Like when you have what like I I have different skills than Michelle. I'm 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 a system. I concept systems, she creates systems. So we work really well together. And so what I believe in in business and in life, you surround yourself with people that do things that you don't do well, that they do yeah. well. And and then with no ego, so you don't compete with each other. Yeah. You, you you work together and you edify each other and then you build these beautiful wow. systems and teams and juicy good stuff. And I think as entrepreneurs, we tend to try to take it all on. No, I can do the accounting and I can do the systems and I can do the website and I can do the advertising and I can do this and the social media and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, we only have so much time in the day. Like take a step back. And I think when we work together, like you just said, you do your thing that you do real well. I'm going to do my thing that I do real well. I'm going to try not to step on your toes with your thing. I think that's when the greatest of businesses happen. When we mm-hmm. let go of the control, because a lot of times that's what it is. It's fear of letting someone else and it's control and all this other stuff. Yes. But yeah, you have to let go of that. And then you let it flow. And now everybody's doing their thing and you're all working together in this well-oiled machine. So you got on the patches, you're making calls. So what happened now with your mindset, your income, your health? I'll tell you, it it all, it's the fairy tale on the other side. Yeah, I love a fairy tale. Who doesn't want to I know, I always have said, I want the fairy tale ending. <laughs> right, right. I, want, I will say before I tell you the end of the story is that I also think when you work with lots of people, when you are in the creative, I think God created us to be creative beings. I do too. So so figure out what you want to create and start doing it. And you don't mm-hmm. have to like do it all at once. You don't have like, sometimes people are like the, they think, oh, this is, I have to create this. It's so overwhelming. And they stop. I'm a big proponent on chunking it little steps yeah. at a time, layering it. And funding it in little steps because yeah, like that's perfect. In my business, that's what I have done because I didn't have all the money to do it right away. So yeah. if you've seen my business over the last three years, it just slowly all started developing mm-hmm. and we brought people in to help with the next level. So what is this business? Well, Dr. Rhonda Donnie, you remember she came here, she <laughs> activated my stem cells and she said this. She said, Marcy, you're 55. Your stem cells don't work anymore. Let's get them working. And I said, well, that's great, but I don't even really know what that means. And she said, well, stem cells are the only cells in your body that are changeable. They can change into whatever cell your body needs for repair. And that's what was happening when you were 20. And then she said, do you have, did you have gray hair when you were 20? And I said, no. She said, did you have wrinkles when you were 20? I said, no. And she said, did you have breast cancer when you were 20? I said, no. She goes, that's because when you were 20, those stem cells were acting like honing birds and they would look for the inflammation in your body. And then they would turn into whatever cell they needed to turn into to fix it. And they would go up your body and fix you every day. And now that doesn't happen. And that's why your hair is gray. 
That's why you got wrinkles. And that's why you have a chronic disease that's um, that's kicking your butt. I said, okay. And then she says, just put it on. I, I give you 10. And she goes, wear it behind the back of your neck, under your belly button. She says, really any spot will do. The only rule is 12 hours on to activate and repair and 12 hours off. If you wear it 24 hours over and over again, your body will get used to the light signal and it won't work so well. So I said, okay, I can do it. I remember putting it right here on the back of my neck. Shoot, I'm going to put one right now there because I haven't <laughs> yet today. And then she sent me on my way and I was going to my girlfriend's daughter's wedding in Oregon. And I remember being in Oregon and I forgot I had it on. I mean, it's behind the back of my neck. How is anyone going to yeah. And all of a sudden, I tasted the taste of chemo metal coming out of my mouth. I could taste it. It was detoxing all those horrible chemicals. That lasted for two days. Then day five, my skin got super soft. It was rebuilding my collagen. I, I don't know about you, Michelle, but my skin looks better today than it did when I was 45, even after yeah. You know what I mean? Like and the texture of it is so much nicer. It's just, ah, like yeah. it's just really good. And then I my, used to have larger pores and now it's like, where those pores go? Well, I don't need them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Your skin, I've, you know, what we have noticed, Michelle, is that we all are, our skin is looking better. All, all of us. Yeah. All the it's almost like there's this little glow. It's probably the light. <laughs> is a glow i it's a glow i mean we and 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 this part tightens up you know mm -hmm. we don't get the turkey necks i don't know it's just so good so and then by day 10 i just had a mindset of a 20 year old again i just felt young and i remember calling dr Rhonda, and i said i don't know what you gave me but I feel good. And, and for me, I like to work, but I had lost all my passion. And I said, I'm ready to share this. I'm writing a list. <laughs> I'm a network marketer. I am a professional <laughs> network marketer and we create lists. And I forgot how to do it. And I lost joy and passion. I was done. All of a sudden, literally, I went to Staples and I bought, I mean, for five bucks, my little list book and <laughs> off I went, looked at my phone. I started sending these out to everyone I know. And guess what? Three years later, we've helped over 40,000 people. We created an exposing site, a business site. Um, we do testimonial calls five days a week. We created this business together and, and no ego, but you know, we're, we've built, gosh, I, I think, um, our team is doing about in volume, 2 million a month in volume or 24 wow. million a year in volume. And, and we have, I personally have gone from my car got repossessed to now I own a Porsche. Yeah. Oh, it's a Taycan. So there's no <laughs> gas and I love it. And I go really fast, even though all my friends say I'm a grandma driver. I, I've been starting to drive faster. And, and, and I don't say this to brag. I say this that you don't know how low you can be. Something comes your way. 
I think is God given sometimes. And yeah. it just, you start helping humanity, the money follows. And for me, it was like, oh my God, I still have purpose. It's not time to go. I God's oh. still using me and I'm of service. And and I think and the mindset part of that is don't shut those things down. Like you have to be open and only you know what, when you're pausing, going back to what you said, when you pause and you think about this thing, does this resonate, resonate with me? Is this what I want to do? And you take a look at it and you say, eh, this one isn't, but this one is, or maybe this one is. So it is taking the pause, like you had said earlier, instead of just racing on to the next thing. No, 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 that's not it. That's not it. Yeah. And it's usually those things that keep tapping on the door and saying, no, this is it. Mm, this is it. And I had shared um, in an earlier video, I think it was episode number two, that it took me two and a half years to build a business with LifeWave that did not involve me building websites and um, helping other people build their business. And it and it took my mindset that long to say, no, Michelle, it's time to build your business. You're building two beautiful streams now. And and we as female entrepreneurs can build more than one stream. Absolutely. We should be building multiple streams mm-hmm. of income. I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm super proud that, you know, in this particular business that we are running, we have helped over 40,000 people turn their health around. I'm proud wow. that we've helped a lot of people and I have a particular interest in females to create for women financial safety. Yeah. And we have then put our money back into systems so that we can help do that for women into financial freedom for women. And I'm going to tell you a story about my girlfriend, Mariah. She's from Alaska. I'm Mariah. Those Alaska (laughs) girls, you know, messed around with them. They got dogs. They got guns. There's a lot of snow on the ground. (laughs) There's, oh gosh, what is it? Moose. I got, I saw a moose. I mean, you (laughs) name whales in the ocean, ice caps. It's Alaska. And, and Mariah and I have built many different businesses together. Some have been successful. And some have been really not. But the one thing we've always had in common is we're entrepreneurs and we never give up. Well, when it came to this business, who did I send some patches to? Mariah, early on. Do you know, because the last business we were in failed, I was so embarrassed. I, I sent her some patches and I was afraid to call her. <laughs> but then I eventually, that. right? Eventually, yeah got my nerves up and I called her and I told her about the technology. And she said, Marcy, you know, I'd follow you anywhere. She goes, she goes, and I'm a principal right now. And I can't walk up those stairs. I do not want to do this anymore. (laughs) I said, great, let's go do this. She said, great. And then she said to me, Marcy, I'm not doing that. Well, financially, you know, when my husband died, we he was in the military and something happened where I'm not getting any of the pension mm-hmm. and I have to pay a thousand dollars right now or I don't have oil to heat my house. Alaska, no oil. Yeah. I said to her, what are you going to do? She goes, I don't have a thousand dollars. I don't know. So, you know, she's freezing. 
well, we started work in the business. And now Mariah, you know, creates a, a uh, monthly seven, oh, let's say monthly. I, I'm so bad at, at figures, but she's creating a beautiful residual income now. She can she can order weekly, I don't know, seven of those oils if she wanted, right? So what does that mean? It means that together we took each other's hand. We were both in financial trouble, big time. And together we grabbed each other's hands and we said, we together are going to move out of that trouble and we will be financially free. And we did that. And, oh. and my goal is anybody that wants to learn this and take our hands, we can help do that for. We can help anyone become from financially, you know, not free to financially free. Like that's really important to yeah, me. And I love there. that. One of the things with working with um you guys and everybody else is I've really learned how you, you have embraced this philosophy of if the people that I'm helping aren't doing good, then I'm not doing good. So it is worth my effort to help everybody else do well in whatever it is. In particular, it's in this business. And then that trickles down. And then it's like, well, I want to help my people do better. So it's this whole philosophy, I feel, that has trickled down just into those 40-some thousand people that are there. And I, I have to say, it's it's really heartening to see and it's encouraging and it gives me courage going forward too. that. Yeah. There are a lot of good people in this world. And sometimes you hear all the bad and you're like, no, there, there's so many more good people in this world doing good and caring about other people and rising you up. One of the things I say to my friends is yes, I'm on this wealth journey, but I want you all to become with me. Because if you're not coming with me, it is going to be no fun for me. So we're all doing this together. Yeah, that's right. And I think that it's important to know that we're taking each other's hands mm -hmm. and doing it with love together. And it's so easy today to focus on the bad and the negative. It's just all around us. And and we have a choice to focus on negativity and fear or focus on connectivity and love. And I choose focusing on love and I choose hanging around people that focus on love. And why don't we talk about that more on the news versus all the bad? Mm -hmm. And why are we even attracted to all the bad when we could create so much good together? Yeah. So on that note, what would be your parting words of this interview? Because I know I'll have you back to someone else that's in that was in your position or is feeling like, oh, my God, I don't even know where to turn next. Well, I would say don't be afraid. Take some time, write some notes down about what you want for your health, what you want for your business, what you want for your financial, what you want for your spirit. Like write that down. And if you are interested in connecting with us and our technologies, get a hold of Michelle. Let her know, let her know, I want to try these technologies for my health. Great. I want to 
try these technologies and build a business to become financially free. Great. Let her know what you want and know that she will bring us in to help you be better in whatever you want. And that's what we do together as a team. And I want you to know you are not alone. We are together and we all work together. And if you ever want to come into this business and watch our office, we there's a hundred of us working together three days a week. Like we love each other. Oh, and I'll leave with this. My business partner and I said two things when we started this business three years ago. We said, it has to be fun and it has to be love. If it's neither of those things, we're not going to stay. And we've worked very hard to make it of love and of joy. And I would definitely agree with everything that you just said. So if you want more information, I will put it in the description. You can reach out for us. And even if just digesting this and take a pause, do your research. And take a pause to where your next step is going to be. And don't stay in that fear. Get out of the fear. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.